coming up. When he saw the back door open, he assumed, oh, it's probably my wife. And sure enough, uh, the back door opens and he said he sees the barrel of a shotgun. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. I can't put it in words right now. It's just, to me, it's like unexplainable right now. On Saturday, June 4th, a homeowner in the small town of Orange, Texas, named Enrique Perez, was out doing some yard work when he noticed his back door opening. The next thing he saw was the barrel of a shotgun. When the door opened up, the barrel of the shotgun poked through there. So when the barrel poked through, I grabbed it with my left hand. And at that time, he pulled it back. So when he pulled it back, I shut the door with my right hand. And sometime between me shutting it and putting my hand on the door, he shot through the door and he hit me in the arm. That was the beginning of an hours-long standoff, a standoff that would end with the arrest of 39-year-old Eric Ray Martin Thibodeau. Investigators say Eric Thibodeau confronted a guy at his home along Highway 62, just north of I-10. Came to rob him. According to sheriff's deputies, Thibodeau shot the homeowner with a shotgun and then barricaded himself in the house before setting it all on fire. Here with me is James Grant, a reporter with 12 News Now in Beaumont, Texas. James, thanks for joining me. Of course, Reed. Thanks for having me. So earlier this month, you covered what you describe in your reporting as a chaotic scene that began as a home invasion and turned into a standoff. Walk me through how all of this began with a homeowner in Orange County, Texas, out doing some yard work. Yeah, it's amazing, Reed. Uh, It it was uh, a gentleman, uh, this family, actually, like you mentioned, in in Orange, uh, you know, in kind of a, just a quiet area. Uh, Everybody kind of keeping to themselves, uh, you know, neighbors looking after neighbors, just a a small town in Texas. Uh, But anyhow, he... uh, he was out there on a Saturday afternoon, like you said, doing some some work in his backyard. And uh, I think he said he was just removing some drywall. And it was probably, you know, a little before four in the afternoon, sunny day, normal, normal weekend, right? When you're at home, just working around your house. And uh, he said uh, he was expecting his wife uh, to be home any minute. And she was coming back uh, from being at, at his mother-in-law's house. And uh, he said the back door um, had opened and he assumed it was her uh, because they have a dog. And uh, normally the dog, of course, you know, would be going nuts if it saw someone he didn't recognize. Uh, but, you know, he didn't hear the dog barking at all. So when he saw the back door open, he assumed, oh, it's probably my wife. And sure enough, uh, the back door opens and he said he sees the barrel of a shotgun, uh, which wildly enough, he, you know, was telling me about it when I went to interview him the other day and uh, after the fact, and he said, it, I recognized it was my shotgun, but he uh, basically had reached out um, with his, his left hand to try to grab the gun. And uh, the, uh, basically the, the guy who was broke into the, the home uh, pulled the shotgun back and he went, um, the, the gentleman, Enrique, the homeowner, had, had gone with his right uh, hand to shut the door. And that's when this guy, uh, Eric Thibodeau, shot through the door and actually 
Um, it was buckshot, of course, with the shotgun, but he, uh, he had shot Enrique in the arm. What happens from there? What does this homeowner, Enrique Perez, do at that point? Uh, he said he actually um, ran out, um, out of the yard to his next-door neighbor's house. Uh, they, they happen to not be home, but they have, I think, one of those uh, kind of, I don't know if it's ring or a system where you can um, kind of call them from their front door. Uh, it's some, you know, the technology's way too sophisticated for me, but he, he called them and alerted them and they were able to call 911. Um, and right after that, he saw his wife had pulled in uh, with their eight-month-old uh, son and he goes, hey, uh, you know, he's trying to tell her what just happened. She had no idea. She's just pulling in the driveway and uh, she had said that she actually had dropped their kid in the house. I think she was bringing in some groceries. And he was like, oh, man, I had to think fast. So he runs inside, grabs the eight-month-old, uh, his baby son. Went back inside, got my son, and they were waiting over here at my neighbor's house. And they, all three of them uh, run over to the other next-door neighbor's house uh, to, like, alert them, you know, what's going on. And that's when first responders show up on the scene. Enrique is taken to the hospital, of course. His wife and son are safe with the neighbors. But then the question for police is, where is this intruder? Is he still in the house? What do things look like from there? I guess from what I heard talking to um, you know, law enforcement after the fact, Orange County sheriffs, they were telling me that once they all had gotten on the scene uh, from talking to neighbors, I think, and they said witnesses, they were able to kind of determined that Thibodeau was still on the property. They didn't exactly know if he was inside or outside the home, but I think they were eventually able to narrow it down that he was inside the home. So they pretty much had it surrounded, of course. And at one point, you know, I forget exactly how long after all the initial chaos happened, uh, Thibodeau starts firing at, at law enforcement from inside the home. And so... At that point, they're like, okay, we're, we're going to bring in SWAT. You know, they, um, you know, brought in some, the heavy artillery pretty much, uh, if you want to call it that, but they all responded. So they, of course, had the house surrounded. And then not long after that, they noticed smoke coming from, uh, from the home. And they were able to, um, I think at one point, they, they obviously were like, wow, you know, the, they're, he, it looks like he, he started a fire inside. So they actually sent in a robot, believe it or not, to try to, because the smoke was so thick, you know, they had no way of, you know, trying to pinpoint where exactly he was within the home or trying to trying to see him from outside. So they sent in a robot, which that didn't work. The the robot wasn't even able to to determine, you know, his whereabouts within the home and whatnot. But at one point, he, uh, deputy, had seen him calling for help because um, the, the fumes, the smoke, it was all overwhelming um, this guy. And so he was calling out for help outside of a side window, a bathroom window. And uh, they were able to, you know, he, he pretty much jumped out and, and surrendered to, to law enforcement right then and there. Um, like you said, really looking back on it, just a, an unbelievable story. Thankfully, no one was seriously hurt, you know, in, in all the melee. And uh, but just uh, like I said, 
a normal Saturday working out in your yard and then it turns into this, um, you know, you're getting shot and then there's a, you know, it was, I think they said roughly three hours the standoff lasted. So at the end of this three-hour standoff, thankfully no one was killed. Enrique Perez was, of course, injured and his family lost their home to this fire. In your interview with Enrique, he's really emotional talking about his family going through such a big sudden loss. What did he tell you about that? Yeah, he he was. I, I think he was saying that they had moved into the home two years ago. And as you can imagine, just a young family, a young couple, he said they'd been doing work on the house and he'd done some stuff outside, like on their uh, patio, building some patio furniture, some tables, some chairs, and uh, really uh, just trying to make it, you know, into a home. And I know it was tough for him, you know, talking about it. You know, he said one minute you look and everything's fine, you know, with your house. And um, he goes the next minute, you know, you're, you're looking at it. It still smells like, you know, fire and things burning. And, um, it's just a complete loss. It's crazy to think that, you know, your house is perfectly normal whenever you left and then you show up and it's, it's like burnt, you know? And so, you know, he said that's definitely is tough, you know, tough to be out there and, and, you know, be looking at the destruction. And he said his daughter was kind of asking him about it, um, you know, there Sunday morning when they were at the grandparents' house and he was trying to explain to her what had happened. And he said she was taking it really hard. She was upset. She was crying. And he goes, I I had been doing good. But then when I saw her upset, you know, I started to get emotional. And um, so as you can imagine, just... Really a, a hardworking um, guy, you know, uh, just a, a down-earth family, um, you know, and having to see the destruction. You know, he said it, it's one thing he, you know, he came in, he was wanting to break in. But the fact that he took it a, a step further and set fire to the house and he goes, I just don't understand, you know, um, how someone could do that. He's able to do this and to me, then he's capable of doing it to some other family out there. Have investigators been able to determine how the fire started? Do they know whether or not it was intentional? You know, they pretty much, um, I know talking to that Captain Joey Jacobs with the Orange County Sheriff's Office on Sunday, he said that uh, the state fire marshal's office had done an investigation on scene Sunday morning and they had wrapped that up. And uh, he, he said, you know, we're almost certain that this guy had set the house on fire. Um, from what actually talking to Enrique on Sunday, Enrique was telling me that um, he believes that he he doused, um, you know, either a piece of furniture or a bed or something and, and then, you know, lit it on fire on one side of the house and it just spread throughout the rest of the house. So there... They're all fairly certain between, you know, Enrique and, and um, you know, law enforcement that it was that Thibodeau intentionally set the house on fire. What are the charges that Eric Ray Martin Thibodeau is now facing? You know, the, the last that I had, um, you know, we'd been able to confirm uh, it was aggravated assault 
um, with a deadly weapon. And then um, arson was the other one, these two. And I know he was being held in the, the Orange County Jail. I think it said on bonds that, that totaled $750,000. So I haven't seen if they've sensed up this bond or, um, you know, any additional charges. But um, those were the two that, um, you know, I had last seen. And uh, like I said, I, I think he, you know, from talking to law enforcement, had a, some run-ins with them in the past. Um, and, and Enrique was saying, you know, I think if he's capable of doing this to my family, uh, you know, he's capable of doing it to someone else. And so, uh, you know, he was pretty, uh, you know, passionate about, you know, saying this guy needs to stay behind bars, um, you know, or at least get some help because, uh, you know, from even talking to neighbors, I think they said that they'd heard about him before, that he's been kind of a menace in the community. So, um, you know, this this may have been the final straw for him. James Grant, reporter with 12 News Now in Beaumont, Texas. Thanks for sharing this story. And thanks to you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. As a heads up, we're going to be taking a little bit of a summer break during July. Instead of our usual five episodes per week, we're just going to be putting out one episode per week. But that's just for July. We'll be back in August with five episodes per week. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.